Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jeff Bullock let me chop it up the way I have. Uh, I've been thinking it needs, you know, it's so great. We need to have more of it. And it was a little skip. So we've uh, fixed that up. Welcome, welcome to Leaving Hillsong. Leavers and believers. My name's Tanya and we are in for a serious episode about money. Um, Last week, I do apologise, we missed you. The source is a very precise person, our source. He's been out and about, he's been away for a bit, sourcing around, studying, researching, and came back uh, with his own perspective. And we're going to be going over some of the documents and how they relate uh, from a tax level, what the tax benefits have been. And yeah, it's a little complicated, but uh, stick around because it's important information. It's, yeah, uh, difficult to navigate your way around tax law when you're just a regular Joe, but we have had a stab at it and I hope you find it useful. Now, uh, last episode... The issue of Gary Clark came up and I said, oh, yeah, Brian sent him out to Penrith. And one of our leavers wrote in and said, no, no, they got it all wrong. It hasn't worked that way at all. And I thought, well, wonderful. Let's do a little bit of Hillsong history, like the horrible history show that used to be on. I'm going to read to you a bit of history here to put you on the map. Imaginations Church at Penrith used to be Penrith Christian Fellowship Church. It was a very established independent Pentecostal church founded by Gordon Gibbs and led by his successor Rob Thornton for many years, possibly could be considered an early megachurch. Steve Kelly was the youth pastor there in the mid-late 80s and when he became an associate pastor, his mate Mark Hopkins took over as youth pastor. When Steve moved to Hills Christian Life Centre, Mark quickly followed. Steve was in charge of the college and as Mark had a teaching degree, he was the perfect person to assist. Incidentally, Mark followed Steve to the US 
to do the same with Wave College many years later. Gary Clark then became the youth pastor with Craig Woods as one of his up-and-coming leaders. Kathy was a teacher at the Associated School. When Penrith amalgamated with Jack Haynes Church and Jack took over, Gary followed his mates and headed to Hills Christian Life Centre too. Rumour has it he was upset at not getting the top job at Penrith. Steve eventually left to take over a church in Virginia Beach in early 1999. Mark then took over the top post of the college and ran it for many years before joining Steve in the US. Gary eventually went to London to take over the church that had been planted by Jared and Sue Kean. I remember them. Not sure of the dates, but probably around 20 to 22 years ago. Interesting connection to note, the internship program in the college was taken to a whole new level with Steve. He brought in the car washing, house cleaning, etc. concept of internships and Mark enforced and continued this long after Steve had left. Interesting that Carl Lentz was in Steve's church in the US, plus exposed to the internship system that Steve established when he went to Hillsong College. No wonder he implemented the same use and abuse system in New York. A bit of fan mail there. Please uh, write things here if you want to get your story out. I've got a bit of history you think needs noting. Let us know. So here we go on with a giant birthday party. We're going to talk about honorariums and the gift recipients. And uh, it took me a bit of time. I wasn't, you know... I'm just learning as we go, people. Like, I just, oh, so much information. So I hope this is useful for you. Welcome to a giant birthday party. Saucy, the sauce. How are you going? Hey, Tanya, I'm doing good. What have you been up to? been sourcing, um, particularly a lot of documents and particularly even now with the Wilkie documents, that's a big source to um, get across at the moment. <laughs> you, you must have been having such a good time, you and your uh, other sources. Now, uh, tell me, because I mean, there's just so much information and I know you're right over it, but but what is leaping out at you? Because you were telling me you know, there's all kinds of stuff people are missing and it's it's a lot of info for me. So what's leaping out at you? It started with uh, with all the present giving, yeah, all those generous, generous gifts from that loving family. Is that, yes. is that where you started? I, yes. I remember. Yes, I've noticed there's a lot of um, gifting being going on across uh, the documents in between Hillsong preachers and people which are related to Hillsong. So much, so much gifting. I mean, pages and pages of flowers and 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 cash and I mean retreats and and handbags and coffees and meals and all kinds of nice things from you know yet yeah, from a four dollar coffee someone got from their birthday to yeah it's huge. Are they are they just such generous people? Is that how that goes? I mean, I would like to think that they're generous people, but the more you dig into this, it kind of opens up a bit of a gifting racket that's occurring across Hillsong, particularly when the gifting is not actual gifts, but it's monetary gifts of quite significant value. Mm, mm. How does that all work? Like, 
tax-wise? How does that work? Well, in the Australian tax rules, you don't need to declare gifts if you're a preacher or this sort of scenario. But under the American rules, you do need to declare what gifts that you get. So that's a very interesting loophole, we would say, in the gifting situation for ministers in Australia particularly. So, I mean, I'm just wondering now, does, is that why the Hillsong Conference is so attractive to international speakers, one might wonder? Do they not have to pay tax, those Americans, when they come here? I wouldn't say hmm. it's attractive to the international speakers, but it's attractive to Brian Houston and the like-minded leaders of Brian to attract these type of speakers to Australia because the gifting that they give these speakers ends up being reciprocated back to themselves as well in a later stage. Uh, What, when he goes to play at their house or goes to their... Their party. I mean, it... it's a bit like a party. Yeah. Like what you've got here, it almost feels like it's a children's birthday mafia going on, <laughs> where the children have colluded together to each have a birthday party with an agreement of what gifts that they will make their parents buy each other, and they will then get those gifts personally. But meanwhile, mum and dad are paying for the food and the drinks and all the travel costs to go to the party and the kids collect up collect in on the presents for the party it is just a fantastic way to gather gifts for yourself with no cost to your back pocket oh i mean that's traditionally been okay if you're four years old uh but these people i mean and and also i guess the parents kind of know that there's a party going on it's it's not transparent at all those are those gifts are for those preachers. I mean, that's not all they get when they go on a trip, right? So who's paying for all these holidays while these people go around the world and the hotels? Like, because, I mean, that was something else that sort of stood out. You know, they everybody seems to be paying a lot for each other, plus the cash. No, the parents don't really know what the kids are up to. And more importantly, the kids are somewhat ruling the roost uh, for the parents. And by parents in this situation, we're talking about the church congregation, the people that actually give the money to actually enable this to occur. Yeah, so you've got payments going um, internally between Hillsong pastors paying for each other to come and speak and visit their churches. Most notably is that you'll see uh, Stephen Dixon and our friend Gary Clarkey, where's Gary, pop up and taking money from European churches for him to come and speak. Is he still getting a bit of a European tour? Where's Gary? Oh, oh that's good. Oh, yes, Gary's out there. Gary's got this unique ability to repeat the same sermon five times at each location and still collect some cash out of them. Let's also talk about some rules on the gifting uh, rules at Hillsong. We actually uncovered some gifting rules in the day. Yeah. So one of the key things we found is that a gift over $1,000 needs to be declared. And the person you have to declare the gift to is George. George! George is like the head of the 
toy workshop or something um how what so so what it goes on a register or something at Hillsong or they've got to tell the tax department I mean you could just otherwise really I could just you could just give me all your money and I could give you all my money and we could call it a big old gift and it would be endless right so there'd have to be limits how are those decided given any detail other than if you've been given a gift over a thousand dollars you need to go and tell george <laughs> but legally what does the ato that our tax office or the irs what do they say it's a gift okay it's not wage it's just a gift and the register i'm not sure where it's registered the, the policy is, is that you just need to tell george in my state, in New South Wales, uh, there was a Premier, Barry O'Farrell, who had been given a, a very expensive bottle of scotch that he hadn't declared, and he eventually had to resign over it. That's how serious the kind of gift thing is taken. What kind of limits does the government put on the gifts given by churches? There's no rules. The government puts their own rules in place because they actually want to establish credibility and transparency in how they deal with the public money. And in doing so, they would like to have no gifts occurring and they do put some very low limits on the gifts acceptable and they go onto a register and are declared. And as you noted in the example, when you don't declare these gifts or their unacceptable categories of gifts, uh, rightly so, there's action, including getting terminated from your job. Being Hillsong being a public or basically a private enterprise in the public space, they don't have these sort of rules in place other than tell George if it's over $1,000. Okay. But then there, there is room for tax-free and deductible gift recipients? Yeah, this is a bit different. You've seen a lot of focus lately on the tax exemption, which is 10% of GST gets removed on any products you get, or maybe there might be some stamp duty exemptions. And there's a bit of focus on that, but that's only 10%. Where is the biggest money earner or upside is what you call the DGR, which is deductible gifts recipients. And we might have... 60,000 charities listed and they might have some tax exemption, but only about 20,000 entities are listed as a DGR. And the DGR has some very lucrative and attractive rules to it. Okay, so the deductible gift recipients are those charities that the government says are allowed to receive gifts? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. So... That is it. There's two different groups. There's a DGR1 and a DGR2. So a DGR2 organisation has the sole rule of distributing their gifts to a DGR1 organisation that conducts um, chattel activities. So we know that under the rules is that basically the trust there's, there's um, about four Hillsong DGR-listed charities. There's Hillsong City Care, the Trustee for Hillsong Aid and Development Australia, the Trustees for Hillsong Foundation, uh, the Trustees for Hillsong International Foundation, and lastly, the fifth lucky one is the A21 Campaign Limited, 
which is highly listed in the donations that Hillsong gives. Ah, but A21 isn't an Australian charity. It was simply started by a girl straight out of Hillsong called Christine Kane, who took the Mercy Ministries model and some of its staff when it was shut down in Australia uh, and, and used that model as a sex trafficking rescue charity that's going on uh, sort of not too far from Mercy Ministries, but hey, but but that's bankrolled by Hillsong and it's all very close. So how does, how does that work? In this space, uh, the A21 charity has the chairman of uh, Nicholas Kane. But a very interesting board member of the A21 campaign is the, none other than the Hillsong Hills campus pastor, Kylie DeMora. Kylie! And let's, um, I mean, they're just such close networks. She's a, a pastor's wife. And, you know, so there's direct links there. Uh, hmm. Hmm, it's a lot of crossover, hey, Saucy? Oh, it is. And what's really great about um, the DGR status, it is about the incentive to the donor to really give more than they otherwise would because at come tax time, there is quite a lucrative um, tax return on the tax return. But we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later. That's what's quite interesting in that space. But before we go into the DGR benefits, let's talk about who's on the board of the Hillsong DGR Charities. Oh, let me guess. Completely independent people to monitor? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yes. So currently they've got listed on the ACNC or the charities website, there's four directors, but we now know there's actually five. We do know... The first one on the top of the list is Dr. Talupo Batters. What what may what might she be a a doctor in Saucy? Because I remember that name. Isn't she the person? Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listen, that went, hello? 
I think I've seen something on Carl's computer. I think Carl Lentz is not the person I thought he was. I might tell someone. That's how that story goes. So she's been quite senior in the East Coast campus in New York or was for a long time. I don't know where that is now. And And the doctorate's in what, finance or something? Yeah, it's a economic doctorate, so it's around how to manage money, uh, wealth. So that's what Tulu does. Yep. Now let's talk about our next man on the list. Or it is Dr. Stephen Crouch, the recently appointed chairman of the Hillsong Board. Donna's husband. That's the man that married Donna. My yes. yes. What? What? He he does like to call himself a doctor. Uh God knows I need a checkup. What's he a doctor in? He's a doctor in money, so if your money needs a checkup, oh. Steve might be the guy to come and help you check your money out and do some emergency surgery to make it better. You'd almost think they had like some kind of expertise in finances or accounts or money moving around things like how things should be. Maybe I, sorry, I I'm no expert. It is a bit concerning. Considering all the financial woes that they've got experts, yet they've still got the uh, financial problems that they have. Mm, probably busy, probably very busy people. Who else is there? Well, there's another person, our Philip Dooley, our now recently appointed global senior pastor. Oh. He got crowned the global senior pastor by none other than our friend Steve Kelly from Wave Church in the USA. And uh. Steve Kelly is a former Hillsong person. Absolutely. And more importantly, he was former senior pastor of our friend Carl Lentz, who we who was at New York City. Which takes us back to go. Oh, oh. So we go back to the beginning every time. Yeah, Steve Kelly and Mark Hopkins are straight out of Hillsong, and there are people still wondering what they got up to and where they are now. Haven't forgotten them. And Steve Kelly's made a comeback as part of the spiritual oversight team as well is it just good that's fantastic okay such good friends yes last two is a uk man called mr russell decray who's a very successful businessman in the uk mm-hmm. market and most last to point out is a recent appointment from south africa is mr nibu or nibu who's a african person which um phil has brought along in the leadership journey where he's at now that's interesting is is he connected to a hillsong church yeah yeah hillsong south africa i I do hope he's turned up as a as a as a contributing member of the board rather than a um diversity hire which hillsong are trying to show their diversity so now they've got basically a diverse spectrum of people in their board where previously they were essentially all white men oh that's moving it's really moving. I'm wondering if he's um if he's met Phil Julie. So okay, so what do those people I mean, what are their responsibilities? What kind of reporting do they need to do on the Hillsong Charity Board? So they need to make sure that there's sound financial practices across the organization and when they're not to intervene to give direction to ensure that that occurs. Okay, saucy seriously though, what what can actually happen? Because clearly there's been some negligence somewhere along the line by somebody, uh, if not hundreds of people that have done the wrong thing according to the policies. What what does this board actually 
Like what consequences could there be for some of these people? Under the ACNC rules, probably not much. They might get their tax exemption status um, told off, um, taken off them. Most likely they'll get told off. They'll get told off and told to improve. However, under the DGR rules, it can include being having the DGR status revoked by the ATO. This is no longer about an ACNC rule. This is the ATO revoking your DGR status to your organisation. Okay, and I mean you've been saying this is quite significant the dgr so i see why what what's such a big deal about this dgr because it oh i see so they can put all the gifts into their charities yeah so we got hillsong foundation and you need to give to the hillsong foundation which brings in around 20 million dollars a year that's all dgr accepted gifts so you can claim it back on your tax return so i think the best way to um explain this is i want to go down to jb hi-fi and buy a thousand dollar stereo okay you you personally saucy so if i'm hillsong and i want to go buy a stereo Mm. i'll go down to jb hi-fi and the stereo is worth a thousand dollars okay but i've only got five hundred and fifty dollars Hmm. Hmm. So what I might do is that I have a person in my church who's donated that 550, who's going to donate $550, and that's all they were willing to donate. Okay. However, what I could do, I could say, look, I know you're going to get this back at tax time because you're on a very high income bracket. How about you give me $900? Uh, right near tax time, and when you get your tax return, you can claim the um, balance of the five fifty to nine hundred, which is what three hundred fifty dollars. You'll get that back on your tax return. No sweat, it'll be all fine. Make okay. it fantastic, fantastic. That's a great deal. Look, I'll get my money back, and I can give you a little bit more than I otherwise would. So Happy the money's been given. Yeah. Yeah. They got the nine hundred dollars, and they're off down to JB Hi-Fi. And they go, crap, the stereo is $1,000, but I've only got 900 So what you might want to do then is go, right, we'll find an extra $100 from Hillstone Money, and we'll go buy the stereo for 1000 And because we're a tax-exempt organisation, I can then go back and claim that 10% difference at the tax office at a later stage as well. So now that previous what you would go down the shop and buy your stereo for $1,000, once you've basically done the tax exemptions and you've um, charmed your donors and you've got your claim back, that stereo has only costed Hillsong out of their back pocket $550, whereas you and me paying the same stereo, paying all the taxes will cost us 1000 So the more we go on, the more valuable their money seems to be. Yeah, it, the money, their money stretches a long way further than me or you going down to the shop to buy something on any given day, it's particularly if you've donated that money through the Hillsong Foundation. Why? How's that different? Sorry. Um, because you can convince donors to give more because they're going to get a tax return on the money that they give because 
that donation is de determined tax-free and they get a tax deduction for the donation oh. they give you. And also Hillsong itself can claim back a tax exemption on the purchase as well. So whereas tithes are not tax deductible, uh, so when they have heart for the house, the money goes to those charities. Yeah, so tithes might be tax exempt. You might be able to get 10% on any things that you buy from tithes money um, returned to you. But yeah, the Hillsong Heart for House is a bigger deal, much, much bigger. Okay, and that's where, so they're just distributing money into their own deductible gift recipient charities. Well, you'd hope so, because the, the DJR rules are very um, specific on how you actually do your money. Oh, and what are they doing? The rules are what you need to do is make sure you only use it for DGR purposes. And what are those purposes? Like the, the running of the charity, you mean? Yeah, so for essentially capital expenses, so you really shouldn't be using DGR monies for operating expenses or for offsetting for-profit organisations. So it should be for non-for-profit purposes only. So when you lend $3 million to start up in Vorto, that's... Where does that money come from, or am I on a tangent? That could be a problem. You know, if it went to something like Inborto, that and if anyone doesn't know what Inborto is, that's the music label that Joel Houston wishes to uh, lead uh, with his friend uh, David Bagheri in Hillsong. Yeah, if it went to that entity, that would probably be looked at dimly by the Hillsong, not Hillsong, by the ATO. Hmm. So they've been using that money to travel and stay in hotels and other operating expenses if they have then that would that would be a that would be a problem by the okay. ato to really look at because that's not a good well, good thing to so do. we haven't seen that yet though we don't know yet or well there is suspicion that that could be occurring but it's a matter of looking through the documents and determining whether that has actually been occurred depending where the bank statements where the money's been moving to Hmm. Hmm. And forensics are all over that as we speak. Let's talk lastly today about the money out of um, individuals that get the gifts and how they've been using them in individual personal charities. And by using the charity rules, they've been able to uh, get some quite lucrative personal benefits out of the gifting rules in Australia. Nice. Shoot. So if you were a night tenant preacher and you were earning, say, $150,000 a year for gifting presents around the world, there is an um, interesting loophole as being a minister and also the ACNC rules around your own expenses. What it means is um, the loopholes that allow you to do is that all your living expenses can be claimed as a business expense or your charity expense. So we came across one example where one itinerant preacher who was earning 150 or 180,000 a year was able to have expenses claimed, including all his power bills, his food bills, his car expenses, his kids' schooling, his client entertainment expenses, 
So he managed to get to the place where his entire 150000 or 180000 a year income was fully claimed as expenses. And that is an absolutely great loophole in the rules for people that simply choose to pay zero tax, unlike the average taxpayer. Yeah, I mean, it seems the higher they go, the less they pay, as we know. I, I, how are they getting away with it for so long? I mean, as my ex used to say, don't hate the player, hate the game. And you've got to wonder about all these loopholes in at least the Australian system where someone who's, you know, travelling around, um, preaching their own religion, doesn't pay any tax. It's it's a pretty horrible situation where... The average person will go to work and they will pay their basic taxes, yet these guys can uh, basically make up a charity and then claim themselves as a preacher and then use the fringe benefit tax and mm. all the rules around tax benefits to preachers to get themselves to a position where they contribute zero tax to anyone in society, yet you at the same time question what is the societal benefit for the tax relief these people get um, yeah. for doing so. That's the import, That's the intent of these tax reliefs, yeah. that there is a net societal benefit for their activities to society. And all we seem to be doing is sweeping up the mess. Uh, anything else that we need to be aware of, Saucy? Yeah. Have a very hard look at where you give money to and how you give your money to when you're in churches and what sort of uh, tax relief rules that they are, are benefiting from. And when they are benefiting from, the monies of the benefits going back to causes which you can fully support. It has reached that time. People do have to do that. Yeah, people do have to go a bit further than just good faith, I guess. Yes. Keep going, Source. We need you. Uh, we will. No doubt we'll come back and talk with everything um, taking place over the near future. Serious. There's no other word for it. Yeah, it is. It's pretty grave internationally. Uh, it's changed pretty quickly from discussion, hey, where we started out and, and sort of hypothesis to, you know, potentially quite serious criminal activities. And, um, yeah, it's definitely only... Only the beginning there is more and uh, the best is uh, yet to come out. Stay safe, Sauce. Yeah, well, I do have some more sourcing to go do now. Much again, appreciate you having me on to talk about all these money issues, particularly this one big birthday party. It is a giant birthday party and it's so difficult without people to help us out to understand the nitty-gritty of this, this undeniable stuff. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye, Tanya. Bye. Good old saucy. Quite an eye for detail, the source. Able to uh, compute large volumes of information in lightning speed time. Thanks to the source. Thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks to all of you for being a part of this. If it didn't make all that much sense that's okay like you can see I'm still kind of struggling and the networks are so thick that wow 
there's so much entanglement. Now, tomorrow is going to be part two of this, which is with Barry Bowen. You remember Barry from The Money Trail. He's a TV evangelist investigator in Texas. He works for the Trinity Foundation who investigate corrupt churches. And I asked him how these things apply in the US and he very kindly responded. So, so tomorrow we'll have part two and it's a whole other world as well. Thank you so much, Levers. There's a lot going on right now. A lot to look forward to. I've got so many interviews in the bank and a lot of editing. And there's going to be some new and exciting editions soon. So stay tuned on social media. And remember, even if you need to park the car urgently, check with the people around you. And if you're over 0.08, don't do it. You just don't do it. Apart from that, you know, be kind to yourself and when you get out there on the roads and you think, oh, will I park the car or not? No, I'm going to be kind to other people by not taking their lives into my own hands. And uh, that way I'm going to make sure that I just keep on leaving Hillsong. I mean, you really think he wants to keep leaving Hillsong the way he's doing things anyway. We'll talk tomorrow. Bye.